0: If you are late to the game, so sorry, I mean, it's not, it's not, the party is over. So that's why to do things fast enough, you can't do it alone. You have to basically leverage any kind of levers you have. And this is where the together comes from.
1: Coming to you live from Hong Kong Fintech Week. This is the Crypto Savvy Podcast from the Hashkey Group, bringing you the essentials. Everything you need to know about the world of crypto in one place with our host, Walter Jennings. Invest Hong Kong is a government body dedicated to bringing direct investment into Hong Kong. Five years ago, they started a FinTech dedicated practice, and those are the leaders behind Hong Kong FinTech Week. Invest HK is got the leadership of King Lung looking after their fintech group. And let's hear from him next on Crypto Savvy about how Invest HK is bringing more to the startups, the scale ups, as well as the established players in finance and technology throughout Hong Kong and the greater Bay Area here on Crypto Savvy. Thank you very much for joining us today at Crypto Savvy here at Hashkey Group. Joining me in our podcast studio is King Lung. Uh, King is the head of fintech at InvestHK, the department of the Hong Kong SAR government responsible for attracting foreign direct investment. His mission at InvestHK is to foster a more vibrant fintech ecosystem in Hong Kong and the Greater Bay Area where King has the privilege to work closely with major financial institutions, fintech companies, accelerators, innovation labs, investors, regulators, universities, and more. Prior to his fintech immersion, King's tech entrepreneurial career included his role as angel investor in startups involving artificial intelligence, big data, and insurtech. tech. Welcome to Crypto Savvy King. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: thanks for having me. It's just uh, so much fun.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And my goodness, will you look out there at the crowds today? How successful has Hong Kong FinTech Week been for you so far? Yeah, no, actually,
0: we are super excited. And to be honest, uh, at first, when we bump into uh, some old friends that uh, we've been talking to each other on the Zoom for numerous times in the past year and a half, and then there was this sort of strange and awkward moment. They look at each other. I know this person well, and we're like, okay, what should we do? Should we shake hands? You know what?
1: Let's do a hug. <laughs> it's a lot for it's a lot better than the elbow bump we were practicing a year ago.
0: Yep. So I think I think definitely you can feel the positive energy and also just the enthusiasm about finally coming together again physically.
1: Yeah. No. And I and I do want to also address what some listeners in other countries might be questioning which is Hong Kong's um, high rate of efficacy in combating coronavirus. So we have been zero COVID for some time. That said, it's still a 100 masked, 100% masked, masked environment. And so there are very stringent precautions in place. So everyone's here with a sense of, of safety and surety. So thank you very much for providing that comfort level.
0: You. You're welcome.
1: Now, um, for those who are listening, they may not know Invest, HK. Can you peel back the, the name and tell us what your firm does?
0: Well uh, I think the the short answer or short answers are twofold. Now, number one, when US Hong Kong was first set up uh, almost twenty years ago, the purpose was to promote inbound direct investment. So in the end we'd like to attract foreign investment which help create jobs in Hong Kong. Okay. Now so that that was the women. The and, and the mission for creating Invest Hong Kong in the first place. Now, but the interesting thing about the fintech team that I have the privilege in serving is that uh, we are a relatively new team within Invest Hong Kong. So, when the team was set up about what five years ago, under the uh, the leadership and also the budget from FSDB, the Financial Services and the Treasury Bureau, was that they gave us also this, I would say, mission to help foster the Hong Kong fintech ecosystem. That basically mission statement is a pretty broad one. So anything to go with you know, fostering the ecosystem will have something to do with what we do. So from connecting the major corporates, the fintech companies, and vice versa, connecting the investors you know, with the fintechs, talking to the universities uh, in terms of getting some of their, I would say, research papers, commercialized, you Not know, the talents. I mean,
1: you really talked about fostering an ecosystem or building a community. And I had a guest earlier who talked about how five years ago you would come to FinTech Week and it would be the big banks and everyone else, and it would be almost like a bit of a war. And instead, FinTech relies on an ecosystem or an extended network. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's important to understand that even the big banks need innovators too.
0: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Well, to be honest, I think when you look at the, the sentiment and the mindsets, it has definitely changed drastically in the past two years. No. More specifically, the last one or one and a half years has changed a lot.
1: So what are some of the drivers of that change in thinking in the last year and a half?
0: Well, I guess uh, it's not something that's any, uh, it's not secret. A lot of people recognize that the whole so digitization agenda has greatly accelerated. I think we all can't pick it up. Now, but the interesting thing is that uh, when we look at the attitude of the fintechs in the very, very early days, I'm talking about you know, 10, 15 years ago, Now, those kind of mindset would be like, oh, I'm the disruptors, I'm going to come in and eat the lunch of the incumbents. Now, but to be honest, I think when we talk to a lot of fintech firms, uh, particularly those uh, active in Hong Kong, they do have the more sort of collaborative kind of attitude. So they're not here to sort of like challenge the incumbents they're more here to, to work with the incumbents to sort of raise raise the game for them now so so that attitude is important now but at the same time the catalyst that we've been seeing is really about some of the for example the poc subsidy scheme uh, which stands for the proof of concept a fintech subsidy scheme championed by fstb deposit bureau so essentially what they thought would be a good idea is that the government would come out in, in some ways endorse that this is a good idea for major financial institutions to adopt FinTech. So, and, and along the way, almost like icing on the cake, to provide some kind of financial support so that the banks can basically just pay for the POC with almost no cost. So that they can basically skip over the whole procurement process. So that has been a huge, huge success in the past year. So that a lot of major FIs have participated and for, for those that we talked to, they just felt that this is a great, great local invention.
1: Tell me more about the role of InvestHK for smaller fintech companies, startups, scale-ups. I mean, what services do you provide or could you provide?
0: Well, I, I sometimes uh, like to make it a bit lighthearted by saying that we are like matchmaker Now, and I think that I'd like to sort of share a short story to get my point across. So there's this um, lady, she is a professional matchmaker. I'm talking about like lifetime spouse in Beijing. And she has extremely high matching rates. So, so then I think the local television went to interview this lady. said, wow, what's your secret success? So why would you have such a high matching rates? And actually this lady said, you know what? It's all about matching or managing expectations. It's natural, a lot of ladies would like to marry to a CEO and the CEO would marry to models. But sometimes you know, work, life doesn't work that way. Now, so, so likewise, we really apply uh, the, the, the same kind of mindset is that a lot of times, certain fintech companies obviously feel that they are amazing, the greatest technology on the planet is so unique. But then for us, since we have this sort of very privileged and neutral position, that we, we see like a broader landscape, we see a lot of fintechs we can sometimes be quite candid and say, you know what, actually, you are not that unique. There are another three, three firms doing something similar, and they're cheaper. So that maybe you, should, you can think about a different way when you approach your potential buyer. So I think that kind of matchmaking with some candid uh, advice uh, sometimes can go a long way.
1: Well, as you said, managing expectations. So the, the startup may not have the most innovative technology, but there are things they can still learn. But then if you do meet the true inventors, you find ways to keep them from being outside the castle screaming their invention and bringing them into the fold. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I want to regress for one moment, King, because you weren't born into InvestHK, but you've joined and the FinTech initiative is a few years old. Tell me about your life before InvestHK. Give us a few highlights of your career and your passions?
0: Sure. Uh, I guess the best way to characterize my sort of career journey is that I'm an adventurer. So I started out as an engineer. In fact, I was doing uh, 3D printing uh, engineering more than two decades ago. And after a while, I realized that wasn't for me. I moved on to consulting. I did you know, IT consulting, operation, supply chain, strategy consulting, and then I went to venture capital. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I know everything. So then I thought, well, maybe it's a good idea to start a business. So back then, uh, I I came back to Asia because I spent uh, a good part of my career in the U.S. uh, in consulting space. And then I thought, well, maybe given China entering the WTO, so maybe the world will change for the better in this part of the world. So I came back and I raised some seed capital from Credit Suisse. I did uh, uh, several startups around data. Now, along the way, I guess I got a bit bored and then I sh- tried my hand on angel investment. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, I think the people I met, those are great people. I learned a lot, but then I was like, you know, I really want to expand my horizon to meet even more smart people. And then this opportunity from Invest Hong Kong came up. I think the rest is history.
1: No, I think you're the right person at the right time and the right job. So uh, now back to the present day, tell me about what you think your mission is.
0: Well, the mission is really about uh, putting Hong Kong at the place where it should be, which is a leading international financial center plus a leading international fintech center, right? So the ranking of uh, IFC, we rank number three, and for the fintech ranking, like probably depend on which studies uh, that you're following, anywhere from like seven or so. Uh, Now, can we do better? Absolutely. Because the way that we look at it is that, first of all, for Hong Kong to maintain our international financial status, we have to up our game. And one way to do it is through technology. So that's why fintech does have a very important role to play. Uh, And secondly, again, we are are not like super stuck up about rankings, but after all, it's a nice report card for us to know where we are. Now, so then when we look at uh, the Hong Kong uh, situation, it's almost like a sort of like a perfect place, a perfect, you know, scenario. If we play the card right. Now, the reason why I made this all like a uh, qualifier is that when we look at uh, the Hong Kong, obviously we have a lot of, you know, professionals, financial services, finance uh, talents. So this is like, just just no doubt, right? But then we talked about technology. We do have, this, we have this quite a decent uh, pool, but then it may not be enough, but then, here, we come, here comes Shenzhen, right? Yeah, you know, the macro, macro hub for technology talents. So then I think if we saw sort a of sit back. It's almost like, well, you just basically add up New York and Silicon Valley, somehow mash them together into a place which you can travel within an hour. So that kind of setting is almost like unheard of. No, and
1: that's uh, what brought, what keeps me here in Hong Kong. I've been here a decade, and it is that kind of depth of the financial services expertise plus the energy and excitement that comes from the greater Bay Area, which is a, a multi-government initiative to stitch together quite a large population into one zone that brings the, the best of technology with the best of finance and the very secure legal system here in Hong Kong. So it's really a, a, a perfect Trifecta.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, uh, we're uh, coming to you uh, from the floor of Hong Kong FinTech Week, and uh, 2021 is uh, we're back live in person. Uh, How's it feel?
0: It feels awesome, as I'd uh, shared with you uh, early on. I mean, people were hugging, you can just feel the positive energy. So people are just happy.
1: Yeah, no, we um, we came prepared for a, an audience of three to 5,000. And I heard yesterday there were 17,000 people came through. So after two days, all of our swag or stuff we all get is gone. It feels great to see so much interaction and so much engagement. So um, congratulations, at least as of 340 on day two. It's a s- amazing success. Yes. Now, uh, King, you were telling me that there was a lot of thinking that went into this year's theme. And, and tell me about the theme and how you feel it's come to life.
0: Well, first of all, we've got uh, a great team. So again, the you know, Field of Asia organizer, our PR team, and these guys are fabulous. Now, not only are they smart, they are also passionate. And this is important. So when we get together I mean, over many, many meetings, the Zoom and, and all that, We're like, you know, before we can do a good job in taking Hong Kong fintech to the next level, we have to have a message that people can resonate. Something that's simple, not very worthy, that people can just listen to it and they get it right away. So again, we ran through a lot of rounds and rounds of discussions. And and then we came up with uh, scaling fintech future together. Now, simple four words. But, it's, but then I think every single word has some deep meaning to it. So obviously scaling is important. So almost like any investor you talk to, they'll tell you if they're going to invest, that company better be scalable.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because a few years ago we were all talking about startups and now we're talking about scale-ups, which is how you take your your nugget of an idea and make it into something that's commercially viable. So scaling, I'm getting it. Okay.
0: Yep. So that, uh, I think, is, def- is definitely something that first can resonate. And then fintech future. And definitely we are in the cross path of history, right? It's almost like between the old and the new. So we are right right there and then. Now, so essentially, fintech does have a, has a role to play in transforming not just fintech or financial services, but the broader world and society. So of course, I think one of the topics that attracted a lot of attention, both in terms of audience, the media, and so on, CBDC, for example, right?
1: CBDC meaning Central Bank Digital Currency.
0: Right, I mean, this is like, you know, I think probably three years ago, people around the world was like, yeah, I'm not sure how far this can go, and today, I think all essential banks, uh, central banks on the planet, to my knowledge, are already looking into it.
1: In fact, one of our earlier guests um, forecast that within five years, cash would be no longer used. And I, I feel that's a fairly aggressive time schedule, but central bank digital currency certainly has been hotly uh, discussed during the course of the last two days.
0: Yeah, so certainly. So in that sense, we, love, we would love to be in a position that not only are we getting very close to the cutting edge, but we're also contributing to making history. So that's why we feel that being close to shaping the FinTech future is also very important. And last but not least, they work together. So when you think about you know, today versus say you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago, the one thing that's very different is that time to market is just extremely important these days. You get a good idea, great, but how fast you can execute it. If you are late to the game, so sorry. I mean, it's not. It's not. The party is over. So that's why to do things fast enough, you can't do it alone. You have to basically leverage any kind of levers you have, and this is where the together comes from.
1: Oh well, that's really making a lot of sense now because I've i have been spending a lot of time in the booth the last two days. But when I have gone around on the floor, I've just seen how companies on the sm- you know at the smaller booths fit naturally with the big booths and you know how everyone kind of needs each other because that that fills a hole and they've got a new application or they're they're thinking of different ways so it, it's really clever to see the the way the companies can come together
0: yep so so why we invent the wheel the so chances are there's just so many smart people on the planet so if you have a good idea chances are someone else has done something similar so at least from our perspective, we feel that it's about putting all these pieces together faster to the market. And this is where we come in to facilitate this in happening.
1: Now, King, um, say we're reaching audience members who are not based here in Hong Kong, who have startups or scale-ups. Why Hong Kong? What is what are some of the kind of the the top? What are the top three or four points that you would give those startups or scale ups to think about coming coming here and and getting involved?
0: Well, I guess uh, I before I go to the usual suspects, I, I would like to do it backwards. Cool. Now think think about moving to a new place because I, I again I you know lived and worked in in other countries cities before. When I was in consulting, I probably traveled to more than 100 cities within, I don't know, five years. The one thing that I think we have to to recognize is that we are all human beings. So of of course, I think if there's a great uh, professional opportunity, yeah, that's great. But then you have to live in a place. Mm -hmm. It has to be a livable place. And again, when you talk to a lot of folks who chose to live in Hong Kong from overseas. So I, I suppose maybe I can hear from your story too, right? I mean, folks would choose to stay in Hong Kong for a reason. And that reason is, is that it's a safe place, it's a cool place, right? I mean, go to like Lang like Pai Fong and the Soho, hang out, you got fun people, right? Well travel international people. So I think all in all, it's just a place that is just a very attractive, livable place yeah, for no, international I to, I talents.
1: To, I always give snaps to Hong Kong for quality of life because I go from the CBD central the central business district of Hong Kong and I live just outside of Sai Kung, uh, which is maybe f- half hour by car away and I am surrounded by marshlands and uh, frogs and nature and it's I'm I can almost see Hong Kong I mean it's so close and yet you have access to the this incredible quality of life. So, okay, we're starting backwards. We've covered off quality of life. What are some of the other areas? Well,
0: of course, I think the other area, again, let's, let's talk about the basics. That is just so underrated. Tax, right? Now, um, so people thought, well, okay, it's, oh, it's the business opportunities, but then how much money are you going to take home, right? Now, so when we think about whether from a corporate perspective or an individual perspective, it's really about the take home the take-home amounts. So when you really look at all the major markets around the world, Hong Kong, we, I'm not talking about corporate rates. It's corporate rate, you know, the personal tax, you know, the Social Security, you know, the so-called Medicaid, Medicare equivalent. We don't all add all this up. Hong Kong is just so low. So, th- so that means that you have, I mean, th- your money can go a longer way in that respect. And this is something that, even though this is something that has been around for a long time, but I feel that it's just so underrated. People almost like forgot about it.
1: So we got quality of life and an attractive tax rate. And uh, yep. next up?
0: Now, next up. Now, so go back to the business of fintech. Now, so when we think about fintech firms. Obviously, you got the B2C, you got B2B. But given the fact that Hong Kong is an international financial center, so naturally, we got literally thousands of financial institutions. So if I'm working with, in a fintech firm, I'm trying to sell my B2B solution to FI. So what better place than Hong Kong? with mean, did thousands of this kind of potential clients. So that makes Hong Kong a very fertile soil uh, to do business.
1: Well, King, okay, so I'm the entrepreneur who relocated his family to Sai Kung and I've um, got my great invention. Uh, what does InvestHK FinTech Group have to help me? Because I don't know anybody, I've just arrived.
0: Well, uh, sometimes, uh, again, I have to give a lot of credit to our bosses, you know, Steven, Charles. I mean, they have really laid out a lot of goodwill, the foundation. So therefore, we just have a lot of friends in the, in the society and the ecosystem. So almost like whatever you need, you let us know. Chances are within one of our rotodecks, we are able to find someone who can help you out. It can be capital, it can be getting a connection to a senior executive, at a major bank, to get you direct access to make a pitch. It can be potentially uh, some firms that specialize in uh, talent developments to hire the person, I mean the, the blockchain programmer that you need. So we chances are we know those people that we can sort, sort you out quite quickly.
1: Now, um, you had also talked about kind of that fostering the ecosystem. Tell me about Invest Hong Kong's role in, in helping bring people together outside of Hong Kong FinTech Week.
0: Well, for us, uh, we are really just, uh, I would say, grateful. As I said, uh, I think, again, you Hong Kong has been around for 20 years. So there's a lot of goodwill that build up over time. So for example, we work closely with the uh, the, the consulates, mm-hmm. so, and the trade commissioners, so that a lot of the, the countries, uh, we work with the representatives to get access to some of their leading firms. Now, the reason why this is important is because in Hong Kong, we are very open-minded. We are very practical as well. So when the FIs need to solve a problem, well, actually, they, have, they want to solve it now. So if we can find the local providers, fabulous. But if we cannot, I think we have to basically move up, right, in terms of upgrading our capabilities. So then we would be working just very hard to try to through our international connections to bring in the right experts to help fill the gap. So this is uh, one of the things that we do. Now, the other thing that we do is again, uh, as I just uh, briefly mentioned, it's not that uh, certain firms are not good. It's just that there's just so many good ones. So sometimes uh, we have to, uh, we meaning Invest Hong Kong Fintech team, we would like to do some say initial screening, so to speak, so that we are able to get better understanding of what let's say a Fintech firm has to offer. And then also knowing the needs of the advice we try to make the, the proper and the right introduction so that when they do meet, there's a much higher chance that a potential business uh, transaction can take place. So, so that's also something that we feel very strongly.
1: Now, the downside of a podcast is we're not actually broadcasting live. So this will actually appear in people's uh, subscriptions. Uh, on Friday, uh, which still is Hong Kong FinTech Week, but it's not in person. Can you tell us what's in store uh, for the next day? Wow, actually, it's a lot.
0: I guess uh, first of all, I don't have very good memory. At least we have no, such we a have long a, list. No, it's a, it's a
1: full virtual day.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, well, first of all, it's a full virtual day because there are just so many very supportive international stakeholders and partners that basically participate to support us. And all these speakers, some of them are like lead, global leaders in asset management, now in banking, uh, in the digital assets. So all these folks will basically be filling up the uh, the entire day of amazing content.
1: Yeah, no, and it's been phenomenal today to see the strength of the speakers here on the stages at the physical event but also to hear how many people were saying to me oh i was watching it online this morning and then i had to get up and come over and it just you know it's it and so people are are kind of listening before they come here then they come here then they go back and they're listening and then they're replaying the episodes they like
0: well again i i'm not saying this just to be courteous but i'm genuinely grateful about hash key because you guys are just so active in digital assets in the blockchain space And I think that you guys are also very active even promoting Ecosystem.
1: Yeah, no, in fact, Crypto Savvy was designed to help educate people and help them have a greater uh, comfort level with subject matter around financial technology, around digital assets. And, and all of this technology will be taken up when folks have a higher comfort level and they're feeling more at ease and they understand it. So, King Lung, thank you so much for joining us here on Crypto Savvy today. It's been a real delight.
0: Yes, I mean, it's truly my great pleasure. Thank so Thanks you. for having me.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, Invest Hong Kong. And thank you, King Lung, for joining us on Crypto Savvy today. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. And wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe and like. And thank you for joining Crypto Savvy. I'm Walter Jennings with the Hashkey Group. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials brought to you by Hashkey Group.